Welcome to Ask the Expert with noted radio host Steve Sleeper. Each week, Steve interviews entrepreneurs and professionals and shares their intriguing stories of success and service. Now, here's radio veteran Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is Lance Drury. He's a tax attorney in the St. Louis area. He lives in uh, Genevieve, Missouri, but he has an office in St. Louis. Uh, good morning, Lance. How are you, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. Now, we, we were talking before uh, we started the podcast, but I guess Genevieve is the oldest permanent settlement uh, west of the Mississippi? Actually, right? it's Actually, it's Saint Genevieve, and uh, Saint has an E on the end because of the French. Okay. It was settled by the French in 1735, and it is the oldest permanent European settlement west of the Mississippi. Lance, tell me, uh, tell me about yourself and your firm. Well, I engage in uh, tax resolution work. I represent individuals and businesses who have. IRS tax liability. I also do some work uh, with people that have liability to the Missouri Department of of Revenue, and um, we pride ourselves here on not only the service we provide, uh, but also the resolutions that we get for people. I have, there's six people now with this firm, and it's only going to continue to grow, and I did not know this, but I just hired a gentleman from the IRS. He was a revenue officer for seven and a half years. And he, after he started working here, he told me that I had by far more clients in his inventory than any other practitioner in the St. Louis area. Um, So we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I've always fought on the side of the, the little guy against the government. I was a public defender for a lot of years and there's a lot of, um, uh, parallels between defending people who can't af- afford to have an attorney when they're charged with a crime and also defending uh, people before the IRS. It's probably the most terrifying agency in the federal arsenal. And when they hire me, they hire somebody who's going to stand between them and the IRS. So is the IRS targeting small businesses? I wouldn't say that the IRS is targeting small businesses, but I can tell you in my experience, the majority of my clientele are self-employed individuals. And I think the reason why that is, is they may be very good at what they do in their work, but because of the government regulation, because of all the things that need to be done, they don't have the time to tend to the managerial, financial, tax issues that they have. But there's also another problem, and that is in a lot of these small businesses, somebody doesn't pay their bill. They go belly up on their bill. They don't pay. And so in order to keep the business going, they pay their suppliers. They pay their employees, but there's not enough money left over to pay Uncle Sam, and they think, well, Next quarter, we'll catch up, and then it kind of snowballs. And, of course, in the late 2000s, when we had bad economic times, that also caused a a lot of problems for small business. So I think it's, you know, the constraints on small business are, are such that it's really difficult for a lot of small businesses in this country to 
to succeed. Uh, and I think a lot of that's due to the government regulation. Awesome. And, and a lot of these people, they work 50, 60 hours a week. Yep. Yep. And it's just in their work just to try to make ends meet. And then these other aspects of running a small business just catch up with them. Yep, I understand. So um, let's say somebody's not paying their you know, past due payroll taxes and they plan to get caught up and it just snowballs on them. Does the IRS audit them or what do they do? Well, they're going to look into their financial situation. And the one thing that the causes problems for small businesses, not so much the back taxes, but it's when people are not becoming profitable. They're running their business at a loss. The IRS frowns upon that and says the business isn't viable. Why doesn't he just shut down the business or she and um, get out of this? Because what they don't want is for people to continue to pyramid tax liability. So the bigger fear from the IRS perspective is this has got to stop at some point. If you're not making any money, if you can't pay your taxes on time and file on time from this point forward, you, you know, you shouldn't be in business. So that's the bigger danger is not so much the back taxes, but the ability to keep up on the current taxes as they come due. Okay, so person gets in trouble with the IRS, their business gets in trouble. Are they personally, personally liable? They can be personally liable for the trust fund portion of the payroll tax that goes unpaid. That's the portion that's attributable to the employee. And what happens is that the IRS at some point, in most cases, will step in and will want to conduct an interview, which I don't let my clients attend, and I'll tell you why in a second, to determine whether or not they're a responsible party. Uh, they will deem you as a responsible party if, after this litany of questions, they determine you were in charge of the overall operations of the business or had some influence on the overall operations, and you knew or should have known that the taxes were going unpaid. At that time, then they will assess the tax against you personally and that trust fund penalty that they're going to come after you personally for is generally 50 to 60 percent of the total payroll tax. And the significance of that is, is that now the IRS is not limited to the assets in the business for seizure. They can come after your personal assets for that trust fund portion. And the reason that I don't have people conduct that trust fund interview is because basically they're giving a statement to the IRS and the statute which determines whether or not you're a responsible party parallels the statute, the federal statute for tax evasion. So you're basically having your clients admit to a felony. So I, I refuse to let my clients... Um, go in and sign paperwork or even answer any questions when the revenue officer wants to conduct a trust fund penalty interview with them. So 
Now, this is kind of an open-ended question, but how do you how do you deal with the IRS then uh, uh, once you're representing uh, someone? What, what do you do? Well, the first thing is I won't allow them to talk to the IRS directly at all, regardless of what the IRS wants to do, because there is in their manual that, uh, you know, when you have power of attorney or a legal representative, that they can stand in uh, in place of the taxpayer in any interview in which uh, the taxpayer is um, uh, supposed to be present. Uh, but generally, if, if you're asking a, 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 a general question, the first thing I do is, particularly when people have unfiled returns, I'm not going to call up the IRS because the first thing they'll say is, we've reviewed the account. Your client has six years of unfiled tax returns. You have 20, 30 days to get the returns filed, or we're going to start collection action. So I have some software. I can go through the IRS system and get a lot more information than they could give me over the phone anyway. And I will go back to 1990, pull all their account transcripts just to make sure we don't miss anything. Because a lot of people are confused by the process. They come to me, they tell me their problem. And about half the time, that's part of the problem, but there's generally more going on. And then I'll prepare a 10 to 15 page, sometimes more, tax account analysis of their situation. Calculate the collection statute expiration dates. The IRS cannot collect this tax against you forever. And look at the total chronology of the case, penalties and interests. See if they qualify for penalty abatement. And then the biggest thing that we do is you know, they have to fill out financial statements. And it's not a question of them submitting those statements to me and we're done. Sometimes I have to sit down with people three or four times and go through that because they're confusing, they're complicated, people aren't used to filling out financial statements. Uh, some number will pop out at me that looks like a red flag. I don't know why that number is so high or low. I'll need documentation. There will be missing information, but we have to give the, get the numbers right because if they give me bad numbers, I'm going to give them bad advice. And so it is based in large part with the IRS on their ability to pay. So it's significant that we get the collection information statements correct. And then I can also give them advice on how best to structure their assets so I can get them a better deal with Uncle Sam. I'd like to shift gears here a little bit, Lance, and, and great information, by the way. Thank you. But uh, shifting gears a little bit, tell me about your book. Well, I've, I've written three books, actually. I've co-authored three books. Um, one was with Steve Forbes. One was with other attorneys throughout the country called Protect and Defend. And then I also did, my first book was uh, entitled... Uh, IRS problems question mark, which uh, I've done. I'm probably going to write another book in the in the future. Um, but the the one that I did with Protect and Defend was about a particular client of mine, who of course remains anonymous, and how I worked that case to get him the best possible deal. The one with Steve Forbes was uh, a book called Successonomics, and I 
basically wrote that. It was a sort of a tribute to my mother. We were born poor, raised poor. We didn't have anything, and she was she was a saint. So I basically uh, wrote that as a tribute to her getting us through the the tough times. You mentioned Steve Forbes. I think I saw that you did a presentation with him. I was looking at your website. Did I uh, did I see that correct? Correctly? That is correct. Uh, yeah. A few years ago, I went to New York City, and I gave a keynote address uh, with Steve Forbes. Uh, it was called Success in the New Economy, and I talked about uh, my dealings with the IRS, and I believe that that address is accessible on my website. It's about nine minutes long, and uh, I think people would find it interesting um, if they want to go to the website and listen to that. And the website is uh, LanceDruryLaw.com, L-A-N-C-E-D-R-U-R-Y, Law.com. Okay, shifting gears again. (laughs) What's the most common question you get? Well, I I would guess it's how much money can you save me? <laughs> uh, I get that all the time, and it's a little difficult to tell people that um, without going through a multi-hour process and going through all their financials. Sometimes I can get a, a good idea through the initial consultation, but not always because people forget to tell me about certain assets they may have or certain expenses that they have. Um, So I would say that that's the most common. I would say that um, in terms of my track record, I I have to do the homework before I can tell somebody, here's what I can do for you. But if I looked at the statistics as a whole, I would say that 80 to 85% of my clients never pay the full amount of that remaining 15 20% who may have a lot of equity and assets or make a lot of money i can still get some penalties abated for them and i would say the 20 to 25% of my clientele never pays a dime to the irs oh wow our um, our guest today has been Lance Drury the, the his law firm is the law firm of uh, Lance R. Drury. He's he's based in St. Genevieve, Missouri, which is the oldest permanent settlement uh, west of the Mississippi. 17, what was the date again, Lance? 1735 or thereabouts. It's somewhat in dispute, but it's uh, 1730s or 40s. It, it predates St. Louis. Uh, and uh, uh, by the way, Lance has a, an office uh, in, in St. Louis. He's just south of uh, the St. Louis Metro. Hey, Lance, how how can you be reached? Well, you can call uh, the office here at 573-883-3056. There's also a chat component on the website, so if you go there, there will be a representative that will gather information from you, and then we will get back with you as soon as we can. Hey Lance, thanks a lot. We'll have uh, the uh, the link to the the website in the show notes. But again, it's lancedrurylaw.com. Thank thanks for being on the program today, Lance. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Ask the Expert with Steve Sleeper. 
Join us next time as entrepreneurs and professionals share their intriguing stories of success and service.